to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. And I'm your co-host, Brian. It's good to be with you. A new week and a new subject. And this time, Brian, I'm really excited. We're starting a sub-series called Riches in Niches. Riches uh, in Niches. That's right. Or for all of you high-class society out there, that's Riches in Niches. Wow. So it depends. But either way, however you pronounce it, we're going to be doing a couple podcasts here about actual products or uh, specific uh, areas of the trades um, that could have a lot of insight for you, not only in how you serve the customer, but also in what that looks like for you financially. All right, Brian, and before we dig in too much farther, we want to hear a quote for lining up this series and this subject. Each man is capable of doing one thing well. If he attempts several, he will fail to achieve distinction in any. Plato. All right, bringing out the Greek philosophers. Love that, Brian. Thank you so much. So as we mentioned, we are going to be taking a look at a sub-series here called Riches in Niches. And for this particular one, we're going to be focusing on indoor air quality, otherwise known as IAQ. One thing that we want to focus on through this is something that we call the triple win. Uh, The triple win is a, a big part of how we do business. Win number one, the customer gets served at a high quality, high level with the, the service that they need to better their home, their lifestyle, uh, their family. Win number two, the technician wins, meaning that there is compensation equivalent to the solution that was presented, uh, that there is a, a win in them, not only from a financial perspective, but also in bettering themselves and learning more about a solution and being able to talk more comprehensively about that. And then win number three, the company wins. So anytime that we're presenting a product or solution, there should always be an option for not only the customer to be served, the technician to be served, but also the company has to you know, be around too. So there has to be a win for them. So that's what we look at for the triple win. And as we break down these subjects, this one being indoor air quality, we want to keep that in mind. Make sure that you tune into part two of this episode. Really excited about the interview we're going to have with technician and field supervisor Dave Landis. Uh, He serves with us here at One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and is one of the top producing indoor air quality specialists in the entire nation for the One Hour Network. And one thing I want to point out is one of the reasons that he is one of the top producers of indoor air quality is because he's one of the top offerers of indoor air quality. And that's really where it starts. Picking a solution, learning about it, and then bringing it up and talking about that item with the customer. So, Brian, let's dig into this item on the riches in niches. Let's start there. Why is there riches in niches? Great question. Um I'll go to the um, wordnick.com definition of niche. That sounds very official. There are uh, right up there with Webster. There are about eight of them, but I'm going to select two. 
Noun, a situation or activity specially suited to a person's interests, abilities, or nature. And the other one is noun, a special area of demand for a product or service, which is, which is perfectly suited to describe what we mean by there are riches in niches because in, this, in these fields, in the trades, uh, certainly selling versions of the trades, what I've seen is um, far more success with, with technicians who, I mean, I mean, obviously you should look at the system as a whole, as, as the plumbing service manager Ed Gaiman here taught me while I was still in a truck with him. Um, you should step back and look at the system as a whole from front to back, start to finish. Anytime you're, you're doing anything to any system, look at the home as a whole um, and, you know, offer solutions and, and check everything. But what I found over my management career and certainly while I was in a truck, technicians who specialize in one thing above every other part tend to um, climb the highest on the leaderboards and make the most income for themselves and even have the most satisfied clients. And <clears throat> Dave Landis, who we'll be interviewing here shortly, selected uh, IAQ, indoor air quality, electronic filters and um, ultraviolet lights for the for the uh, ductwork as his niche. And there, uh, by doing so, he's one of the top top earning technicians here and one of the top earning HVAC technicians in, in all of one hour. Yeah. And that's a really good point, Brian. And, and taking it back to that Plato quote, a man who focuses on a specific area or a specific, uh, a tactic, a solution, um, even taking it to like the martial arts, you know, somebody who focuses on learning a certain move or a certain style of martial arts, uh, I mean, is just bound to become better in that area. Uh, a, a book that I read that I mentioned in an earlier podcast called Essentialism, uh, the author there talked about you can make a mile of progress in one direction or a millimeter of progress in a million directions. Which would you rather have? Wow. And that is this riches in niches idea where we're focusing on one specific area. It's not the only one, but we're encouraging you that if you choose one, Choose one that is going to be resonating with you, that you're passionate about, learn all about it, and then focus your energy there. I see that you uh, finally read a book, Nate. Does that mean we're going to have to discuss it in every episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, since my, my repertoire of quotes is pretty limited, I have to bring them up when I can. I'll give you some. <laughs> but back on track... Um, Riches and niches for the HVAC world, and that, and that can be anything in the HVAC world. Um, for the plumbing world, there are multiple uh, niches a technician could select as well, one being water treatment, which was my, my niche, which was the thing I grabbed onto and, and tried to run with as much as I could. And there are technicians here, and I'm sure all, all over the country that do the same. <clears throat> but other ones would be as I, as I trained the plumbers yesterday morning um, and we wrote this quote on the board, there are riches in niches, one other one would be tankless water heaters. Um, when you see a guy really take off with, with selling and installing tankless water heaters, his, his income just skyrockets. And people love tankless water heaters once they're installed. 
me me being one that I have one in my house. Um, for for a multitude of reasons, the biggest one for me is you know my wife and I have four children, and when it's if it happens to hit shower time and you're the third or fourth person in the shower, you're not getting a hot shower. That's that's never going to happen with a 50 gallon electric water heater. Now we have a tankless water heater and we don't struggle with that anymore. And that's something that would come up constantly, like every call I went to if I was still in a truck. But other guys can, can you know, some guys aren't huge believers in tankless water heaters. So, you know, the, the hybrid water heater or what have you, there are so many things in, in the plumbing world that a plumber can choose to make a niche out of and to double his income with. And moving into the electrical world, with Mr. Sparky, we have... Some guys that are geared toward panel replacements, some guys that are geared toward recessed lighting, some guys who um, are into generators, whole home surge protectors. Uh, we have, we probably have three of the top 10 um, plan salespeople in the nation in this office here. And their niche is any customer they talk to on the phone, they're they're getting involved in one of our plans, tri-branded plans, hopefully. Yeah, Brian. And so we want to draw this sub-series and this specific episode um, to your attention as a consideration. Do you have a niche? Do you have something that you are really good at, that you excel in? Take it outside of the trades. Let's look at hobbies. Are you really good at golf? Are you really good at woodworking? Are you really good at uh, at crafts or at um, gardening? Are you really good at mechanics? What is your niche? And how did you get there? That's the question to ask yourself. And along the way, you're probably going to say, well, I'm just naturally gifted in this area, or I have, uh, I have some you know, abilities that most people don't. Maybe, uh, maybe you learned it at a young and early age. Okay, that's fine. Even Michael Jordan still had to learn how to shoot a basketball. Even Tiger Woods still had to learn how to hold a golf club, all right? And those abilities may indicate how high you will go, but both of those gentlemen, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, and anybody else who excels in their niche did so solely because they focused their attention, they put their effort, they put their education, they put their time and energy and passion into a specific area and drove themselves to higher heights. And that's true, like like the trades, um, where you know a technician, the, your niche is already electrical as a Mister Sparky technician, but you still have to find your niche in what it is that you're going to present the most passionately and do the most business in, choosing you know panel sales or generator sales or whatever it may be. The same that you know Babe Ruth did not spend a whole lot of time training himself how to pitch. His training was hitting baseballs out of the park. And Shaq didn't spend a whole lot of time shooting free throws, <laughs> notoriously. <laughs> his, his main job was blocking and getting rebounds. Um, in, in, every, in, in every field, your, your field is your niche. However, once you get into that field, you still have to funnel down all the things you could potentially get really great at and pick the one thing that you're going to be spending the most the majority of your time in and learning and growing in and then presenting to the client in a in a substantial valuable way because 
at the end of the day, <clears throat> as a salesperson, your your main job is to help that client realize that not only is he or she better off with you than your competitor, but that he or she is better off with the product or the service that you're offering than with the money that they'll have to pay for it. Yeah, and so as we turn to the specifics of this episode, we want to focus on the niche of indoor air quality. So let's talk about that. And you'll hear even more about it from Dave Lannis on the second part of this podcast. But as far as introducing the idea, indoor air quality is probably more important now than it ever has been. There's certainly way more attention and focus placed upon this, uh, given the the health climate that we're living in and all the things that are going around there. So people are really thinking about what they're breathing. Uh, there's a lot of mask wearing, which relates to filtration. There's a lot of just general discussion with health and, you know, keeping everybody clean with antibacterial this and that and whatever. And so indoor air quality probably has a huge upswing right now, just in the customer's mind. And so it can become uh, an easy way to focus in on that conversation. And by no means are we talking about indoor air quality being a COVID killer or like the, the be all to end all of eliminating all the sickness in your house. That's not what we're talking about. It's, it's not a golden bullet, but there's many points uh, to the conversation and many benefits to the conversation that a customer can experience by bringing it up. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, you can't say it'll <clears throat> completely Im- eliminate the risk of anything. However, ultraviolet lighting is what the hospitals and airplanes um, use to sterilize this bacteria. I mean, that's a 100% accurate to say that and to say that it can decrease the amount of infectious diseases is 100% accurate and a proven fact and to not bring that stuff up would be a mistake but to say that because you have an ultraviolet light in your HVAC system you won't you won't you'll be uh, impervious to covid that that would be a overselling and probably a, a huge mistake to make in case that client ever does catch covid um, but it, in this climate with so many people getting sick right now and we're, you know, we're pretty mid-flu season here. Um, certainly as this podcast records, the ultraviolet lighting and talking about it in those ways is, is um, it is beneficial. It is beneficial to the client to have it in their home, to have it, uh, all the air that passes through their house going through that duct work and getting sterilized by that ultraviolet light system to have the particles and pollen and dust and let's face it, dead skin particles and, um, you know, anything else floating around in the air, going through this electronic air filter and just getting zapped and stuck to the filter instead of just passing through a regular filter that came with their house. Um, These are things that should come up on every call. And I don't just mean in the HVAC call, I think it's a mistake. Certainly if you're dual branded or tri-branded like we are here, I think it's a mistake for a plumber and an electrician not to talk about IAQ and get a get an HVAC tech over to that home later. It's something that a plumber and electrician will make money for offering. 
as as they get a lead spiff for that, and when the other guy comes over and sells it, that spiff gets even higher. Yeah, Brian, and and obviously that's that's amazing for the technicians, and obviously the the health. Uh, benefits of indoor air quality are numerous in number and also have a lot of great um, accessibility for many different clients of different lifestyles and different family sizes, different pre-existing health conditions, all those types of things. However, there's also the, uh, the, the obvious benefit of the health of the system as well in talking about what indoor air quality products can do to protect the unit itself, to ensure efficiency, to ensure longevity, uh, make sure the unit is operating as expected. And so there's a lot of benefits there that can also be brought up into the conversation. And I can see the word health uh, being very effective in going both directions, talking about the health of the client, talking about the health of the unit, talking about the health of the home, whatever it may be, and then presenting several options that can really have effect in those areas. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, reviews posted where people talk about having to dust less as a result of getting the uh, the electronic air filter installed, um, not just from Dave Landis's clients, but from a multitude of clients, which was actually the reason we had it put in our own home. I just went to my wife and said, some people say that uh, they end up having to dust less as a result of having these things in there. And she's like, well, throw them in. So we ended up putting them in. <laughs> Sign me up. But I, I suffer from severe seasonal allergies. Like, oh, you'll you'll hear it on coming springtime episodes, believe me, where I'm I'm stuffy and raw and like just have all kinds of issues with the allergies here in in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and I didn't I didn't really put those systems in for that, but immediately as a result, I noticed the severity in the changeover from winter to spring. And from summer to fall, when I would get hit the hardest, a, a massive decrease in the amount of seasonal, seasonal allergies I dealt with when I'm spending a lot of time in the home. doesn't help so much when I'm outside a lot, but um, when I'm spending a lot of time in the house or in this, in this office here, I deal with a lot less of those allergies. So part of the concept of riches and niches should focus on making the home into a haven. Whether you're talking about indoor air quality or water treatment or smoke detection or surge detection, whatever it may be, you're trying to improve the home. Home is where the heart is. Home is where the family is. Home is where you're supposed to have your most comfortable area. And so we want to make the home as comfortable, as safe, as efficient, as uh, just nice and lovely as we can. And that's where these niches often come into play, right? So the indoor air quality can make your home better. It can make the people in the home feel better. It can help them enjoy life better. Uh, talk to anybody who has allergies and they just dread, you know, the, the March through May season. It is just, uh, they don't go outside. They, they're on medicine all the time. And even, even through all that, they're probably still engaging in all kinds of uh, just painful sneezing and watering eyes and everything else. So, talking to somebody about that and saying, hey, this could be an option to help make your home a better place. Can't change the outside world, can't change the fact that you have to go get groceries, but if if and when you're in your home, it can be better for you. Let's have a conversation about that. Let's talk more about that. 100%. And at the end of the day, it's about, for the homeowner, the person living in a home, it's about, it really is about control of that home. 
So at your home, as a listener, you have locks on your doors, you have latches on your windows, you might have um, an alarm system, whatever it is, you control who enters that domain. You control who's coming into your home. And you do that by unlocking the door, opening it, opening it, and inviting somebody in. When we talk indoor air quality, when we talk water filtration or softening, uh, acid neutralizers, iron filters, when we talk uh, whole home surge protectors, that's that same element of control, only you're controlling what comes into your home. So if you put a whole home filtration system, a, an activated carbon type system on your main water line, you're controlling what chemicals and pesticides and chlorine and chloramines can come into the home. Or if you put the, the uh, whole home surge protector on, you're controlling what lightning strikes or micro surges come from the power company. You're controlling that and protecting your appliances from it. You're deciding that it's not coming into your home. It's going to stop at that little box on the wall. And the same goes for the IEQ. Um, You can't keep out 100% of anything, but you can certainly control the levels of things that are floating around in your home, dust and, you know, all the stuff we talked about earlier. Um, And even the amount of bacterial growth and mildew and mold that you'll see in your ductwork can be controlled by that ultraviolet light. That's right, Brian. And while we're at it, if you're a plumber or electrician, hopefully you're still listening to this podcast Uh, because this one is more specific to the one-hour fellows, the HVAC guys out there. But realize that you have to choose to be humble enough to realize that you can learn from other people in other areas of life. You can learn by listening to a podcast about indoor air quality. Maybe you actually care and and you want to learn more about indoor air quality, or maybe you're just picking up little tidbits here and there about why it's important to talk about niches, why it's important to focus on them, or even through the course of conversation, uh, something comes up about how you talk about it with a client. So don't just tune out because this subject isn't as broad and generic as maybe some of our others are. Uh, focus in, listen, attempt to learn, attempt to pick it up. And, and while you're doing that, let's ask the question right now, what is your niche? I want you to hit pause on the podcast and just think to yourself, what is my niche in my trade? Whether it's HVAC, plumbing, or electrical, what is my niche? What is the area that I focus on? Okay, great. Do you think that you have maximized that area? Do you think that you have obtained the level of utmost learning in that area? Do you think that there's any room for improvement in that area? If there is, then you got some work ahead of you. All right? Or maybe you could look at it another direction and say, I feel pretty good in this area. I'm actually ready to take on another niche Uh, because nobody is saying that you have to only have one. You can focus your attention in another area. Then what is that area? What is the next thing that you want to really learn in? Uh, Take Kyler Murray, for example, current quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray could have easily gone into baseball. And he probably would have been drafted number one overall in baseball. But he chose football. He, was, he had two niches that he could focus on. But in the end, he still focused on one. And that's really great. Uh, you may have one already, and you may be ready for the next one. And you can focus on that as well. Nate, seriously, the GOAT, 
that Michigan quarterback Tom Brady just won oh another ring, and you're talking about some Arizona quarterback? Why? Are you serious? Why? <laughs> you are a this hater. This part is getting edited out of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling it a nader. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Well, what I was trying to say there, Brian, is like, I want you, the listener, to challenge yourself to actually apply what we're talking about. If you're an HVAC guy, take a look at indoor air quality, right? When's the last time you looked at it? When's the last time you learned about it? When's the last time you asked somebody, uh, you know, one of your brothers about what they do and how they talk about it? When's the last time that you cared enough to care, right? And if it's been a while, then... Let this podcast serve as a reminder to you that there's room for improvement, and today's the day. Not tomorrow, today. So again, put the podcast on pause. Call up your buddy. Ask him about indoor air quality. Ask him where to find a resource. Tell him to give you a website. Tell him to give you, uh, you know, a document or a photo or something like that that you can begin studying and put your focus there. Again, are you listening to this podcast because you like hearing Brian and I pretend to wax eloquent on things? Or are you listening to this podcast because you actually want to get better? That's what we want for you. We want you to get better. And that starts with you choosing to make that decision. Yeah, and it's, it could never, couldn't have ever been easier to get really good at a certain product or service. You don't really need to ask anybody for anything if you have a smartphone in, in your hand, and you probably do right now. You can do all the research in the world um, with your thumbs. And as I was talking to the training, the uh, plumbers yesterday morning, I told them to stop reaching out to the team leaders and the service manager for every question they have and start doing their own research because you <clears throat> retain it so much better when you actually research it yourself. And then once you once you have some tidbits and some research down and some quality information on that product, Go teach it immediately, as fast as you can. Go teach it to somebody else. Go, go show your spouse or your kids or your, you know, your aunt, whatever it is. Find a, one of your peers or an apprentice and teach them that information quickly, and you'll retain even more of it. But you have to, have to crack out you know, Google or whatever and, and really start digging into these products and services. And then you know, if your thing is IEQ or pulling chlorine out of the water, go to the CDC and the WHO, the World Health Organization, and read what articles they have on that stuff because there's tons of tons of info. And um, both of those, uh, both of their websites on, you know, bacteria sterilization with ultraviolet lighting and, um, you know, what the effects of, the harmful effects of chlorine and drinking water and bath water, it's still there. It still exists even at low levels, and you'll find that information very quickly and very easily, and it'll just be part of your your repertoire, even though that kind of stuff didn't necessarily come out of my sales presentations very often. Um, if I mentioned that, I would mention it in passing. I was much more, myself, I was much more into what good things it will do for somebody than what it's going to protect them from. And as I'm sure Dave will talk about the the cutting back on the illnesses and the um, you know more more free time from not having the kids sick as as I told his story on a recent episode of this podcast. Really good point, Brian. I think what it comes down to is the desire to learn and then the desire to apply. Isn't that all of life, basically? Right. 
So for this podcast, we are focusing our attention on indoor air quality, why to bring it up, how to bring it up. Uh, we'll, again, with the interview afterwards on part two, we'll hear from a guy who's actually doing it. And for now, Brian, I want to focus our attention on uh, perhaps more of the presentation part from your angle. If you, obviously focusing as a, a plumber, um, you probably didn't present indoor air quality a lot in the home, but presentation is agnostic to what it's presenting, right? It, it's about that transfer of enthusiasm. It's about knowing the product and knowing how to talk about it. So I'm kind of interested in asking this question for you as a plumber with very little HVAC background. If you were going to talk about indoor air quality, where would you start? That's an easy answer for me because I have it, I have it in the home and I've seen what it did for, for me in terms of allergies. Um, but if I was just spitballing and, and didn't know a whole lot about it. First and foremost, I would do what we just talked about and research it a little bit and find what bullet points stick out to me. It's the same thing I'd do with any product or service. Um, second, I would talk to somebody who actually does move a lot of that product and see what they talk about that makes it effective. And then third, I would probably work on getting it in my home, whatever that was going to take. Um, if I was going to sell the product, I need to, I need to uh, own it. I need to have used it before. Um, and then I'd find the quickest three little. Look, I'm I'm a plumber. I'm I'm in the home to to uh, talk about plumbing products and install plumbing services. And you know that's what I'm going to do if I'm talking about this. It's probably at the end of the presentation and a, a quick conversation. I'm not looking to take a half an hour on this, so it's going to be three quick bullet point. Um, ways that it can improve the quality of this person's life. So I'm going to say we've had people say that their allergies cut way back. We've had people say that they do they do less dusting <clears throat> than they did before. And we've had people say that their kids are sick less as a result of having these indoor air quality products and services. And if you'd like to know more about it, I can set up a time for one of our specialists to come out and have a conversation with you. That's fantastic. And that's such a simple and easy conversation to throw one of your brothers in the trades, uh, uh, you know, a potential new client that he can have a conversation with. And of course, we would recommend that uh, no matter if you're talking about indoor air quality or anything else in the home. We love setting up our sister companies to have access to a new client and being able to solve, solve different problems for them uh, in whatever areas of the home um, that are in need. But the best way to the best way to bring it up at all is the that's the same no matter what you're bringing up and you can ask this question seven times on the same um, call <clears throat> and that person will not respond negatively because it's the same uh, seventh time you've asked them the question. But this the softest, easiest, most non-threatening way to bring up any product or service. And what I would do at the end of that call, once I finished talking about and doing everything I wanted to do, is I would say, if you don't mind me asking, how much do you know about indoor air quality products? And that's a soft opening statement to any product, any service that will not make somebody put their hand up and say what you would say if you were walking into a shoe store and someone ran up to you to ask if they could help you, which is, no thanks, I'm just looking. The way to get them to not do that is not to say, man, you really need some indoor air quality products. You really need a, a uh, electronic air filter and a UV light in your ductwork. It's just to say, how much do you know about this? 
and then let them answer it. How's that answer usually going to go? They're usually going to say, and I know from asking it thousands of times, I don't know a ton about it. Tell me. Or what do I need to know? What should I know? Is it something I need? That's, that's the one you're really hoping for. Um, and then just transition right into here are three things I hear about it, a, a lot about it from our clients. And when's a good time to get somebody over to talk more about it? Yeah, I love the simplicity of that question, Brian, and how it's really universal in approach. I mean, you can be talking about that and, and be angling towards indoor air quality and the many products that come with that. Or you can use that question towards plumbing or electrical and your panel or how much do you know about grounding? How much do you know about GFCIs? How much do you know about water quality? It, it just, it works in so many different ways. And it's a really good transitioning statement, which is probably a subject that we'll cover in a future podcast, helping get from one subject to a next, helping get from one area of the home to a different area of the home, those types of things. Uh, for us now, it's going to serve as our transition to the end of this podcast. Uh, we are wrapping it up for the introduction of this series. Make sure you st stay tuned and turn into uh, part two with Dave Lannis, and then we'll be covering some additional riches and niches subject matter here in the upcoming weeks. For now, that's a wrap for us. We want to encourage you to find your niche, and we want to encourage you to do that within your trades and also within your career. And if you don't feel like you're operating in a niche right now in your career, then maybe we are that niche for you. So give us a call. Find us on Facebook. Find us on our website at wastenoday.com. And let us know that you would like to come talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see if we could provide the niche in your career that you've been looking for. And we want to encourage you, regardless of whether you're looking to join our team or you're not on our team, uh, to continue serving the customer at a high level. Seek to find your niche. Find a place, a product, a service, something that is going to be beneficial to you and the customer, and then make the most of it because everybody wins in that scenario. Keep focusing on that. Hopefully this podcast has been encouraging for you. Make sure you're challenging yourself to always move ahead. Don't spend your days wasting, looking for more, uh, and just you know wishing that there was something else. There is something else, and you can go find it. You don't have to settle. You can wake up every single morning and choose to waste no day. This podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.